0: Bookcase and Coffee presents "Buzzing About Romance," a quick shot of romance.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to "Buzzing About Romance." I am Becky, and on this quick shot of romance, I am joined by podcast contributor Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. I think that you and I haven't done one together in like
0: a it, month. It's, I feel or like or it's more. been a while. That
1: I've probably done an episode. hasn't. Yeah, it probably hasn't, but I know you did Beauty and the Baller with, did we do one earlier together in the month?
0: I feel like we did. Maybe. I just, (laughs) this has been a busy month, so I just, there's parts of it that's been like blacked out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, April has been bonkers. It's been a great month of book releases too. So there's so much out there right now that it's like, must read,
0: must read. (sighs) Yeah, that TBRs just (laughs) keeps growing. (laughs) Always.
1: Well, and we're just coming off of World uh, Book Day where we all got to spend a weekend reading. But some of us had our spouses and adult responsibilities encroach on our reading time.
0: Yes, but I have to say it was, um, you know, there's some adulting that had to happen because it's the weekend and you have to get a certain amount done but it was nice. It was that permission to just unplug and read and yeah, uh, which was lovely. Yeah.
1: I only read one arc. Everything else I read was for, um, for myself out of my TBR jar. Nice. That's awesome. So actually today's pick is one that's been on my TBR for some time. (laughs) And mine as well. (laughs) And so I'm really glad that we got the chance to read it. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing uh, "Revived" by Harlow James. It is book four in her Emerson Falls series. Now, have you read the other books in this series?
0: No, I haven't. Me so, either. Um, I've I've read every other thing by Harlow James. I just haven't read this series. So not
1: this series yet.
0: I'm excited to get to her backlist.
1: Yeah. It's fun when we can get to the backlist and take that time to go down the rabbit hole, as Leah likes to
0: say. (laughs) There's Uh, nothing wrong with that.
1: (laughs) Carolina, read us the synopsis from Goodreads.
0: Luke, there is no timeline for grief. At least that's what the last five years have taught me. After losing my wife unexpectedly three months after our son was born, I threw myself into taking care of him and shutting out the world including women, but when my mother gets hurt and can no longer care for Grayson while I work my new job, I'm forced to hire a nanny. Little does I know that hiring the first woman I found attractive since my late wife um, found attractive since my life life would flip over my world and my heart as it learns to beat the idea of someone new. The question is, will I be able to let my first love go to make room for this woman, is who is reviving me one day at a time. Rachel, I moved to Emerson Falls in search of a purpose, my old life leaving me feeling empty and unaccomplished. So when I fed fall head over heels for a little boy, I ended up babysitting on a whim. I'm shocked to know that his dad happens to need an Annie like yesterday. With a love of this boy and a need for a job, I take it. Even though the way my heart flutters for my new boss should have been a warning sign I needed to listen to before I knew it. I'm falling for a man that is not only off limits, but is broken from the loss of his wife. I want him. I want him though. Flaws and all. The question is, does he have room in his heart to love again or let me bring him back to life?
1: So the release date for this is June 18th of 2020. Um, Tropes are age gap, single dad, nanny, close proximity, Second Chance at Love, and He is a Widower. Um, Put out percentage is 50%. And so starting now in Quick Shots, um, we are going to start adding to it what series the book is from and also what type of series that is. So if you know as a listener if this can be read as a standalone or if this series is something that's got an interconnected or overarching storyline that you would be better to start at book one. I can handle macheting a reading list order, but (laughs) there are some of our listeners that must, and my co-host must read in order or it drives them bonkers. (laughs) So um, this is book four in Emerson Falls. And the type of series is this is a series of standalones that are interconnected, meaning they share a world. So, and Leah and I have an upcoming episode that drops on sunday all about the different types of series so nice we're bringing all the education i (laughs) love it (laughs) okay so let's start with luke because i really love how this book starts off with the prologue i really you get a sense of just how um faithful and devoted
0: type of human that luke is 100%. Um, And I I think one of the other things that I love is that it's like in true Harlow James fashion, it gives you little nuggets of like what's going to come. You know there's elements that are going to be important and going to unfold later in the story. Um, And so it builds even though this, it's sad because it's with his first wife and you know, that's not going to end happy. Um, but there's moments that, you know, are special that are going to pay off later in the book. Yeah. But 100%, he is a a devoted husband. Um, well at that time, fiance, fiance. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, they're excited to build their life together.
1: He just comes across in this little snippet of who he was previous with his first wife. You get the snippet of just how much of a solid guy he is, how fiercely loyal he is, and how he loves with his whole being. Mm -hmm. And um, I really felt like that helped prepare me and give me some grace for him later on in the story. (laughs) <laughs> because in typical becky fashion he is the type of hero that drives me bonkers a little bit <laughs> um but let's so let's talk about luke with the story moving forward comedy of errors
0: poor guy <laughs> so much i mean you know you would have to say after this prologue like and you know how devoted he is it, the loss of his wife—it really just flips him upside down and shakes him to his core. Um, add on to that, how that comes about, and that I don't—I don't want to spoil, <laughs> not spoiler or like no. But the meat
1: cute for him and um, Rachel, though. You know, like, he has changed jobs. He was a police officer, sheriff's deputy, like his father. Um, but because of the loss of his wife and because of his commitments to his son, he has a young son who is four.
0: Four, four. on the, uh, about to turn five.
1: And um, because of that, he has left law enforcement and gone into teaching criminal justice at the local community college. Um Because he realizes that he needs to be more safe, more solid, steadfast, stoic for his son. And also his parents are in their late 60s. They have helped take care of his son. Um, But he sees his mom is tired and it's wearing on her Mm -hmm. running after a little guy. And the story starts off, it's his... I don't think it is it his first day at the college teaching or within the semester of him teaching gets a call from his dad, his mom's fallen and she broke her hip. And all of a sudden his mom is no longer available to watch him or to watch grace in the sun. And Luke is kind of like, what am I going to do? And he gets his son from his daddy's at the college. He has one more class to teach that afternoon. And there just happens to be this really pretty girl feeding ducks.
0: On Bright campus. On campus. Yeah. And, and his son is a little spitfire and full of personality. So he makes friends quickly and he charms Rachel to, <laughs> to give him some bread so he can feed the ducks. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, to feed the ducks. And there's a connection. You know, she, they chat very loosely, and sh- she offers, makes the offer to watch the little guy while he teaches his last class. He sees her ID. He can see them from his classroom window. So he feels comfortable leaving them to play outside while he goes in and teaches the class. And, well, um, and
0: she also shares that she wants You know, she's working to become a teacher. So this is really up her, you know, she's getting prepared for this. This is natural for her.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, let's talk about Rachel a little bit because she is a really great heroine. And one of the things I love about Harlow James and her heroine, her heroines that she writes is they're really strong, independent women. There isn't, I don't think that in, and I haven't read everything she has ever written. I think I'm up to five books now of hers that I've read. <laughs> um, she writes heroines that are very strong, very determined and are moving forward in their lives. Like they're owning their lives mm-hmm. and they're moving forward. Um, And Rachel is very much that person.
0: Yes, I would agree. You know, she's coming to, she's leaving New York City, she's coming to Emerson Falls. Her best friend now lives there. Um, and she is kind of separating, you know, setting her own path and just trying to find um, her way in, on her own. Um, yeah. But she also comes from really kind of humble beginnings. Her family didn't grow up with a lot, and then they had um, some fortune and and so she she's seeing both sides of the coin, so to speak, but she knows she's very driven and what she knows she wants to do to make a difference, and that is to become a teacher. Well, and
1: she's very down to earth, and there's a really great passage in the book that she talks about how when her family was not, you know, her dad was a construction worker and talks about how they lived paycheck to paycheck and some times it was feast and sometimes it was famine, but through it all, it was the teachers at school that made sure she had a lunch, the teachers at the school that noticed when her sweater might have a hole in it and helped mm-hmm. her through that. And that really left a big impact on her. And you see that love and that kindness in her interactions with not just Grayson, but with her f- friends too. Yeah. Um, I think we so the previous book is her best friend Piper's story and Piper is engaged to one of Luke's good friends and fellow officers. And um. so after this initial meeting on campus, they it fortunes happen and Piper's boyfriend, who I cannot remember his name and nobody Cash, is surprised, I think Cash, yes. Nobody's surprised that I can't remember her name. Um, Cash says, hey, my buddy's looking for a nanny because Rachel has to wait to start her research to get her teaching certificate in Oregon. Um, And so there's a wait and she needs to find something to do with herself. And Cash says, oh, hey, my buddy's been talking about getting a nanny. Is that something you'd be interested in? And she's like, yeah, I would love to do that. As they talk, she figures out
0: that hey, it's Grayson and it's... I know him. I met him. Right. And Piper and Cash are
1: very much in new relationship love. And, and they're noisy.
0: Rachel wants to get the heck out. She loves <laughs> them. She's happy for her friend. But um
1: yeah. And that yeah. really sets up this story. She moves in with Luke and This story is so much more than a typical nanny romance, though. Because there is this this theme of grief and moving forward and for Rachel capturing the moment, seizing the day and moving forward. And they both are very strong persons. (laughs) And they kind of you yeah, know, butt heads they, a little bit.
0: They do butt heads a little bit. I mean, once she starts understanding, getting to know Luke a little bit more, she sees, um, she sees his devotion to his wife. You know, his late wife. Yeah. Um, she sees the struggle, and she really tries to do everything that she can to make their lives a little bit easier um her and Grayson's connection is so sweet because he this kid is non-stop and she embraces it and like really finds things to engage him with um but she also finds ways to in the beginning, take care of Luke just to kind of ease the burden. Not necessarily, yes, there's an attraction, but it's also not necessarily like, I'm trying to, you know, further this relationship, but that develops over time. It really is just a human to human. What can I do? I'm here. And how can I help?
1: Let me make your life easier. I see that you're struggling. And this is very much a a friendship that evolves and it has, and that's something that I will compliment about this story that the pacing of the story was very well done. Like it felt natural. Now, Luke, he made me freaking bonkers (laughs) because, you know, Rachel, I just felt like she just put her heart on the line and was really very honest and transparent with him. And every time you think that he had come to terms with his feelings and his emotions, and heck yeah, we're gonna move forward. He'd like take seven steps backwards.
0: Yes, I, but also on the flip side, there were times that he was also very kind of direct with her as well. Like at the same time, once they start like taking that next step and started going further, you know he was very clear it had to go slow like so to get to the pop um you know it was at 50% but there was a lot of steamy makeout sessions before that there was that yeah. i was like i am here for this um the
1: chemistry and the intensity between their relationship was really well done in this story um yeah. but it did have this slow burn flirtation um Long looks,
0: subtle touches, moments, staring into the eyes. Right. Well, and hanging out on the couch. Yeah. You know, drinking wine and watching reruns of Friends. You know. um, so you had that part, but then kind of once you get further into the story, he definitely did take those steps back. And You're just like, yeah. come on. Come well, on.
1: And I felt like Rachel, she... And not at first. At first, she was very clear, like, I'm here for Grayson. There are boundaries. I'm I'm attracted, but I'm going to, you know, just kind of work through this, right? But I do think that she very quickly allowed herself to get swept up in Luke, in his life, because um, she just wants to belong to someone.
0: Well, and it also felt like they just had this natural, you know, yes, she was living at their house but they ended up having just this natural rhythm and they talk about it, how, you know, she makes dinner, they sit down to eat, he cleans up while she, you know, bathes Grayson. So they almost had this routine, this partner routine, which really blurred the lines. And then what's the romantic element of it? It just, it changed. So depending on where your headspace was like, okay, this could be too much or this was comfortable and great. So, um,
1: Um, there was, so I do want to, there was a great quote I did really love. And it was, I never thought I'd love someone as much as I love you. You changed my life, Luke, you and Grayson. Um, and Luke says, no, baby. I say, placing my hand over hers, staring intently into her eyes. You gave me mine back. And I really think that that encapsulates really what this story was that through grief, you can move forward and find love. You're not going to forget what's happened in the past. But it doesn't necessarily change your life. You just find yourself again. Yeah. The right person can help you, you know, kind of find that stationary moment. And, and breathe. And breathe again. Yeah. 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 And it was just really well done. Um, and this is a couple things. One of the things that I'll tell listeners to remember this is early in her backlist um, for Harlow James. She has since this book written five others. yeah,
0: Published five others. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's published five other books and we're due for a six, six others Six others. Six. Yeah. Six others. Six others. And we're due for seven to come at the beginning of June. Correct. Um, So. This is there are some moments in this book the banter was a little awkward. I had a couple moments where I'm like okay, what are we doing here? <laughs> um but I really think that if you like her writing style, this is a this was a great glimpse to show how good she is now. Like it yeah. you see growth, which as a reader, when I read an author, I want to see growth. I want to know mm-hmm. that the next book is not is going to be better than the book previous. Like, I want
0: that. So one of the things that she does also really well, and you saw glimpses of that, you saw that in this book, and it just continues in her other series, is that there's always this friend group, right? And that becomes that found family. So there was the girlfriends for Rachel that was very much um, her friend Piper and Jess that very much rallied. But also the guys in this, um, there was a couple great scenes. One, she works part time in a bar, uh, bartending just to um, bring in some extra money. Um, and the guys happen to have a guys' night when she was working there, and one of her tables gets handsy with her, and all of the guys, like back her up and stand up for her. And it's one of those moments that she she knows that she has support because they're all rallying around her. Um, And then the other part, which I really loved, (laughs) was also in, um, they have their separation, um, and Cash, like, goes to bat for her with Luke and really gives it to Luke good. um, He does. He's fierce
1: and he does not, like, he takes all the punches.
0: Yeah, um. So that's another great thing that you will find in Harlow's um, writing just because she has that structure and that following.
1: And something she does really well. So both of you, both of us read this book as a standalone. Neither one of us had read the previous book in this series. Um, Her pages, so we're meeting lots of other characters, but there was never a moment in this story where the pages felt crowded or I felt like somebody else was overshadowing rachel luke and grayson
0: or i felt confused on who the other people were yeah like Like i I got enough glimpse of who they were that i want to read piper and cash's story and i'm intrigued what's happening there but i i agree she does a great job of keeping the story focused on the main characters while building the world and the support system around them yeah
1: Um, And one of the things that uh, I think really makes this book stand out for me, um, that if we did star ratings would give it a little bit of a boost for me, was the epilogue. The closure that we get in that epilogue was so incredibly well done and um, feeling is living. And she has some really great mental health rep.
0: Yes, very much so. And going back to um, even in the end, and I don't remember if it was in the epilogue or the last chapter, but, you know, she ties everything up, all the little breadcrumbs that she leaves you throughout the book, like, are all brought together. And it's just, it's such a satisfying feeling but the way she writes it it's like it wraps you up in a blanket and makes you all warm and fuzzy inside
1: it does and there aren't any plot holes there aren't any um there aren't any like missing pieces that you're like why did she mention that back there it had nothing to do with getting us here everything she does has a purpose and I think that that Mm -hmm. is one of the things that draws me back into her books every time I read them is that she's really good of like you said kind of wrapping up the story Mm -hmm. And making sure that all the parts work together and nobody is overshadowed. Yes. I would say. I would agree. Uh, Okay. So let's get to our questions. Um, Carolina, did you like this book? I did like this book.
0: Um, It's, you know, it's a heavier subject. So you need to, with um, dealing with grief, grief and the loss of, um, you know, your spouse and you know, Grayson really never knew his mother. So you definitely have to, so it's a little bit heavier read. Um, but it is, I, I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. I liked it too. It's really well done. Um,
0: it also had a nice balance of humor. Like she does a great job of that, that there's some, there's some little funny
1: moments. Yeah. And usually Piper was involved in them. Um, who would typically like this book?
0: Um, I feel like I say this with all of Harlow James books, like character driven stories, um, people who really love character driven stories that have um, strong heroines that we talked about and great friend groups. Yeah, but that-
1: um, if you're a fan of Melissa Foster, I think that Harlow James fits right into that genre. Um, one of the things Harlow James does really well is when she brings in other characters, she doesn't crowd the pages. Um So I think that if you like Melissa Foster's um, kind of Mm character-driven, you know, a little bit more emotion to the story, um, everybody has a really developed backstory, then you're going to like this book. And it really is straight contemporary romance. Yes. Like the epitome of straight contemporary romance. (laughs) Um, Okay. Would you recommend this book? Yes, I would absolutely recommend this book. Same. 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 I would too. Same And done. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, I would recommend it. I recommend Harlow James often. I think she's a really spectacular indie author and um, I adore her. So,
0: you know, and each of her series, I feel like, yes, they have things, threads in them that become Harlow staples, like in standards, but each of the series are also so different so you don't feel like it's just a continuation like they truly are different separate worlds
1: absolutely i agree i agree And nothing feels um like it's a do-over just a rewrite they are fresh and new takes each time she writes a story even within a series each one feels unique on its Mm -hmm. own and balanced um so, do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email at thebees at bookcasingcoffee.com. If you are an author listening to this, you can submit your book for consideration on our website at bookcasingcoffee.comslash review
0: request.
1: Carolina, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance.
0: Thank you so much for having me back. And I want to say, like, because this is close to wrapping up, um, independent this month. is the
1: last this is the last quick shot of indie author month
0: so thank you to the indie authors we love you thank you
1: yeah it's been a great month lots of reading um until next time everyone happy reading
0: find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance if you like the podcast please leave a review